0: it should feel crisp and feel, you know, unless it's meant to feel like crusty. If it's meant, if it's a crusty product or a crusty idea, then let it be crusty, you know, let it be dirty, you know, because if that's what tells the story in a better way and, and conveys the spirit, then it's doing its job.
1: Episode 102, May 2015. this episode, designer Aaron Draplin talks about what good logos need to achieve, what kind of people he respects, what he thinks about big jobs and training young designers. What makes a good logo and what does it need to um, kind of achieve?
0: It's debatable, but it's like, what's the spirit of the of, of the thing it's meant to talk about? You know, What's the spirit? Is it about being a progressive service or a progressive piece of software? Is it meant to be something that feels warm and throws you, you know, throwback or whatever you want to call that. You know, it's meant to harken a different era, you know. So the logo should, you know, should, does it communicate, you know? You know, does it communicate? And then, some of the functional stuff, does it work on all the different platforms? At the size of a, you know, a little tiny, you know, I don't know, centimeter by a centimeter? Or all the way up to the side of a jet? Those are things to think about. Those are things to, Consider, in our world, it might be on on a Twitter and then on a T-shirt. And how does it feel different between the two? Does it work on both? Because all too often it only works on a website, and then it won't work when it's embroidered or when it's, uh, I don't know, embossed into something, you know, one color. It has to be versatile. That's what the guys taught me in 1965 or whatever. They taught me to be versatile with simple forms. And... Mm -hmm know to be confident with that stuff and then and then hopefully the company makes great services and great stuff and then the reinforces everything and it doesn't have to be something that's like you know we're not it's not a logo company it's a cell phone company does the logo feel like the progressive quality of the cell phone or that you love using it it does Then that's successful to me and that's all i'd ever ask you know if it's about a pair of jeans and does the logo feel like you know you want the jeans to be this kind of fit or retro or progressive or like a bunch of goofball italians with the pockets on the knees and shit i know what those guys wear over there crazy is it levi's or g star well i don't what i'm just throwing out some some names but it's like you know levi's doesn't need to change that harkens back so many years to a certain cut and a fit and whatever and it hurts to see Levi's for two hundred and fifty bucks. Well I like to see them when they're forty bucks or fifty bucks. You know, then you use them for three or four years for fifty bucks. That's a good value. So I don't know. It should feel crisp and feel, you know, unless it's meant to feel like crusty. If it's meant, if it's a crusty product or a crusty idea, then let it be crusty. You know, let it be dirty. You know, because if that's what tells the story in a better way and and conveys the spirit, then it's doing its job. So I don't. I don't think everything can just be pounded into some like well refined clean little thing but it's funny that i get a lot of offers for jobs to say okay we just had so and so design company working this forever and they couldn't figure it out and we didn't like the stuff they made and we like what well, you make and make something you know and it's like well wait a second are you coming to me because i'll make a good solution or are you coming to me for a style sometimes it's as topical as yes we just want your style all right let's do it let's look at who your competitors are let's look at this let's look at that is it appropriate it's appropriate go bam other times, we have to feel in the dark, you know, and kind of look around and like stumble around and try things and think and do research and, you know, whatever you want to call it to form the, a new path. And that, t- that takes time. And in the end, that thing that was the toughest thing, you know, to make is rewarding because you, you sort of discovered something in yourself and you made something new for the client. It's a really cool thing.
1: If you would take a couple of young designers under your wing, how would you train them? How would I train them?
0: You know, one of the first things is to to find the kid. I always ask these young kids, like, who here loves to do this stuff? And people, they won't raise their hands. And it's like, all right, whoever raised their hand, like, right away, you're just kind of like, damn, that kid's got something. He's already got something in himself that he just loves this stuff. Like, he loves to make it for free, for fun, for the big money, for no money, for whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like, he just loves it. It's not a job. You know, like, like okay, there's, there's ways to test it. You know, there's ways to test it. Like, um, all right, who made a poster for their buddy's band? And the first kid to raise his hand, like, quick and be excited to tell you about that, that tells you everything for me. It tells me everything because it just instantly says, this guy's in this.
1: What if this kid is more of an introvert and not so proactive?
0: Well, or, or whatever it is, it's just more like, if, if they're there to just to, to get a job from this stuff that's dangerous. that's dangerous. So what would I, how would I teach kids? Well first of all, they would teach themselves. they're already teaching themselves. So what I would teach them is I would teach them drawing and I would teach them thinking and taking notes and you know, and discussing things and going you know just sort of discussing like how to talk through stuff how to take it you know n- never say I don't like that because of the, you know whatever you say, it's successful because of this it's unsuccessful because of this now there's a rationale to why you know why things don't work you know it's design you know and you don't ever really let it become this thing i just don't like it because i don't like it that's just you know like that's that's what school taught me school taught me to really think about well that's going to sound funny coming from me but think about shit that comes out of my mouth you know but really think about like well why did they make it this way and what was the problem and you know, so I would just bring a kid in and say, okay, let's just talk about what the project is. If your part of the project is to do all the production, which totally sucks or whatever, well, that's actually pretty cool because I'm the one who has to sweat out what the hell we're going to do or get the job or send the bill or whatever. You know, Learn your place and learn to savor it. Everyone wants the big job until they get it. You know what I mean? And I, would, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it is because I've had a couple kids come in here and it was really frustrating because I like doing everything. You know, I, I just don't really even know any other way. So to delegate was really challenging. You know, it was just, yeah, it was just challenging. It was, you know, because I could do it quicker on my own than trying to get them up to speed, if that makes sense.
1: What would you say are things that every designer should work really hard to improve on?
0: Well, I don't know, man. I mean, don't stretch type. <laughs> it's like oh, a bunch of little pitiful stuff. You know, don't, you know, be really smart with your files. Love to draw. Learn to draw. Appreciate what goes into paper and appreciate, like, you know, what goes into the printing processes. Appreciate, you know, the people that do that work. You know, never take them for granted. Never, ever, 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 ever fucking talk down to your printer or your FedEx guy or the person, you know, making your sandwich or something. You know, you are not above them. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that person might be just you know, getting their degree or getting their life in order to come and take your job. You know what I mean? Like always appreciate all the different little walks of life. You know, I, I remember a long time ago when I went to this, I worked at this design firm and there was a kid there that would not do creative work, which meant he was just a production guy. And he pulled me aside one time and he said, you, if you want to do the creative work, you can do it. Do it. I leave here at five o'clock every day. I get paid a fair wage to produce all the stuff that you guys make. And I go out and I live my life. You know, I have, he's, he was a bike guy. You know, I do my bike trips. I do everything I want to do. I have enough money for my rent. So who's the one who's got their shit together? You see what I'm saying? He really made me think about it. Because to the rest of us, he was the guy that did all the grunt stuff. You know what I mean? Like production work and rebuilding things and stuff. But there was a beauty to what he did that was a great lesson for me because it was like i am never above that stuff why even gun for it i mean if i was to slow my life down and go get a job just making catalog catalog pages for some big catalog i'm kind of okay with that you know i'm sure it would get monotonous i'm sure there'd be you know problems if you had a cool boss who wasn't some you know whatever And we're all making good money, that's like a good way to make your living because, you know, at my level of my skill set and shit, I could get in and out of that day pretty damn quick. You know, Uh how quick I am in, you know, InDesign or any of these sorts of things. So I don't know. I would say to just savor your spot. Don't pine for the next big job or the next big whatever. Understand your spot. You know, there's a reason why, you know, like people, you know, get paid the bigger bucks because they can come up with the ideas quicker Uh or they're better people. Persons or whatever you want to call it, they're they're better communicators. Whatever it is, you know. Uh So I don't know. I just have an appreciation for all all levels of design and all kinds of designers. You know, when I go to these big conferences and I meet a kid who says I hate my job, and I always stop and say, get a new job." Well, Uh I can't do this because of this. Well, then you got to go fix that shit. You know what I mean? It's like really simple to me. You don't like your job? Get out of it. Or look at it from the perspective that it's easy as shit and you still make good money and you don't have to like kill yourself trying to come up with the latest, coolest, you know, thing that's going to be in a design form or, you know what I mean? There's a beauty in that too. So, what kind of people do you respect the most? What kind of people do I respect the most? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would say honest people and people who, uh, it's like when a band carries their own equipment up to stage, you know, up to the stage, you know. Uh-huh. They might not be rich, they might not be famous, they savor every little bit of it, and they do a good job with every little bit of it. I love that, be it in a design firm or be it in their life. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine who was very successful in town said something to the effect of, like, I said, you know, I had to go home, I was going to go clean my, you know, do my lawn or whatever it was going to be, the gutters or something. It years ago around my house, and he kind of made fun of me and said, you know, you're going to go do that? Like, I have a maid who comes and cleans my house. I have a lawn service that comes and, you know, does it. You know, people bring food to the house. And it was just kind of weird. You know, I'm proud of the fact that I try to keep my house somewhat together. You know what I mean? Even with all this travel and all this kind of stuff. So, I don't know. if I, I don't even know how to, like, put that into an answer, you know. I like, you know, I like people who control every bit of their brand. From the mm-hmm. art to the, you know how they talk about it, you know? I love that stuff.
1: So you have a lot of experience with junking and collecting graphical stuff from past generations. What do you think you will miss in the future that we now see every day and is most likely to go away at some point?
0: It's just like things that are bu- you know, built to last, you know, like furniture. And I think that's all changing. People are making their own furniture, selling furniture, whatever it is, you know, it's like for your garage and you want to go put like all your nails and nuts and bolts and shit in some little, like, metal container. Like, that metal container would have lasted 500 years. And what do we have now? You know, we don't even really have those sorts of things. Maybe it's, like, a little plastic container. I guess that works, too. But it's just the idea of, like, you know, things getting crummier and crummier and crummier, you know. And, you know, we're going to have to pay for the better stuff. Things used to be so built so beautifully, and everyone could afford it. What, what, what do i see going away i don't know you know it's weird to me like that things get worse or something you know and there's still the same amount of money i don't know i mean i don't know how to put my finger on that but you know i don't know what do i see going away i i would i would hope that things just get more and more refined and safer